What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 17th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to talk some NBA bubble action and some possible fantasy implications from the bubble. Had some NBA news this week with me to talk about it is Ryan Knoss. What's up, man? This is really happening, huh, Mike? <laughs> yeah. We got Lots a, of news. A, yeah, 113-page memo from the league detailing... Everything from how players will get packages delivered to how many meals they will get to how they can play ping pong and cards. So <laughs> the league, I mean, you can't fault them. They're they're doing their level best to get into the nitty gritty and make this as safe and successful as possible. Yeah, it's going to be tough, and just it's never really been done before. So especially with so many teams and you know practices you got to do and yeah. Sleeping, like everything's just so complicated. So it, it had to be, you know, it couldn't have been a one-page memo, or else that would have been really, really poor, poor form. But so what we're going to do today is kind of talk about the timelines. If you haven't really been watching the news, and then we'll kind of go over some things that we may want to watch for maybe DFS. Um, if you're going to run a playoff fantasy league, we haven't heard too much news, uh, news on that yet. But I, you would imagine somebody would take advantage of that because there's going to be such a desire to play after we couldn't crown a champion in regular fantasy. Um, So, just some of the key dates on testing that are going down. Uh, The Phase 2 on on June 23rd will be kind of when everyone gets tested to go into the bubble, more or less. Um, Increase in Phase 4 on July 9th to the 21st, which is pretty much when we're set to when we get maybe some preseason slash scrimmages for teams that are within the same hotel. We'll get to that. Uh, And then shooting for the July 30th restart date. do you think that they changed the July 30th so they could start it on TNT on Thursday? Do you think that has a factor or no? Oh, that's a good question. I hadn't really considered why they moved it one day earlier from July 31st, which, which was the initial start date to uh, July 30th. I, I don't know. But I it's, it's interesting that, obviously, Disney owns ESPN. The NBA yeah. is a close hand-in-hand partner with ESPN. So I think that was part of the thinking. They already have a close relationship. That's why they're going to Orlando, to Disney World. They have so many pre-existing resources. The video crews are you know, pretty much located right there. I think it just facilitates the whole thing. Um, the TNT aspect, I'm not sure. Yeah, it makes sense. There's, like you said, there's, the, um, there's three arenas that they're looking to use. that are They're going to be obviously empty. And yeah, really, just keeping keeping everybody within the same bubble uh, should help. But it's it's worth noting that this bubble idea really has to be a bubble because Florida is not doing very well with coronavirus cases. There are apparently 260 people at Orlando International Airport who have tested positive employees. So that means if you're flying in, you're pretty much tarmac bus goodbye. You're not even going anywhere near the airport, which. As uh, Casey Holdell from the Blazers had pointed out, that's pretty much standard practice anyways. You don't usually see teams going through airports. Sometimes, sometimes you see like Team USA doing that or whatever internationally. But during during the season, it's pretty much the case. Um, and then also, the, the cases are way up in Florida again. So, I mean, it, it has to be bubble lockdown. Yeah. Um, before yeah. things get really risky. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And you just share with me, I mean, it's not even just the pure volume of tests is driving up positive cases, which which is part of it, but also almost 12% of tests taken yesterday were positive in the county in which these, uh, you know, all the, this quote-unquote bubble or campus-like environment for the NBA will be taking place. So, yes, although they have a comprehensive plan, 
there's a human factor here where they're trying to limit Disney staff from coming in contact with players as much as possible. They're only going to clean players' rooms with staff once a week. Um, you know, there's protocol for if they get packages delivered, how are they going to have them sanitized and then passed along? So they're doing everything they can, but yeah, as you said, I mean, there are so many unknown variables, and this is still a very real problem in the area, so it's it's going to be touch and go maybe and times. And then to add to that, just now I'm reading that uh, the Orlando International Airport had tweeted officially that they had 500 COVID-19 tests out, um, so that's a 52% positivity rate on that 500 test sample. Like, oh my god, dude. For the like airport good. staff, where for this one that they sampled out, pass through every day. Yeah, yeah, for one of the most popular tourism airports on the entire planet. Great. So yeah, uh, we've we've got a big problem. Um, and then to add to your point of the twelve percent, fourteen days ago it was one point four percent. So again, the the reason they have to have to make sure that there are uh, bubble standards in place, and uh, really the the big joke on Twitter. Yesterday was uh, the hotline for narcs. <laughs> um, basically, uh, you know, if you see somebody breaking the bubble for whatever reason, uh, they made plenty plenty of jokes um, that are at the ready. Uh, I mentioned the, the Chris Paul snitching on Jordan Bell's untucked jersey to help them beat the Wolves earlier this season. Uh, and there, there's a host of other jokes that were out there. I know you had one. I, f- I floated that you could call it the D'Angelo Russell hotline for, after, for what, he, what he did to Nick Young a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like I'm on the New York subway where if you see something, say something. Like, they want, you know, they want people to, if you see bad behavior, because, yes, one person's poor decision-making can cause a serious problem. You know, it only takes one person being infected to, to spread it around. If they're playing cards with, with teammates, you know, who knows. Um, so I... I think that's very important, actually, and at least players yeah. have that that resource because some guys are talking about not even going. They're so concerned, and everyone has families. Some people have new kids. Uh, Joe Ingles' wife is pregnant, or maybe just delivered a child, so he's he's been very vocal about his concern. So it it's you know you can make jokes about an anonymous tip line to snitch on teammates and so forth, but. It's a real concern, and it should be. And players should have access to, to call out things without feeling the peer pressure of, of their teammates loathing them if they do so. Yeah, and I believe Jared Dudley had said that like there's pretty much a Rodman, you know, out there where Rodman oh, yeah. obviously went out to Vegas, you know. And I get it, man. Especially these guys who are so young, you know, they yes they're they're obviously in good environments and people telling the right things mostly. Um, so they're not quite your typical, you know, twenty-one-year-old or whatever. They know right. that, that what's at stake. So, um, but yeah, it's it's scary. And again, there's there's so many different ways that this thing could just fall apart. Um, and there are uh, somewhat recent news. They're adding called a, a magic band, which is pretty much like a, like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or something like that that tracks heart rate, respiration rate, and other variables that'll give an illness probability score. That'll kind of be you know, not really public info unless they basically realize that risk score is too high. Yes, which is good. Um, you know, I think that that I have an Apple Watch. I love it, so I think that, um, that it makes sense. And it's going to be kind of annoying. It takes some getting used to to have that on your arm all the time. But obviously, with, with the risk, you want to have any sort of information that you can get that someone's at risk. Yeah. 
Yeah, this thing sounds more like a ring, so it's very unobtrusive, and they don't have to wear it, obviously, if they're playing or, or working out and training. Um, it's possible, I didn't see this in the NBA articles, but other leagues that have resumed in, in Germany and I believe Spain have used a similar kind of tracking device. It's anonymous data, and part of what it does is if you come close to someone else who's wearing a tracker, it just acknowledges that. So you know, like, ring number 220 came within six feet of ring number 310. And that way it creates that player tracing. So if someone does get sick, you can kind of reverse engineer who they came in contact with and then isolate those people, test them, and we're good to go. And there, I mean, it's it's all very thoughtful, right? Like, I, I think the, the testing protocols are in place. If someone does leave the, the campus, they're subject to a 10 to 14 day quarantine and then would have to pass two negative tests in order to resume play. Uh, if someone gets sick, they'll be put in a sort of isolation housing area until they are asymptomatic and can test negative. So everything that can be done is being done. It's an unprecedented situation. There could be up to 1,600 people in this campus-like environment. So there's a lot that's going to go on. But um, yeah, how do, you, how do you think this affects the players? How do you think it affects their on-court uh Performance? Are you are you interested to see how the lack of home court advantage comes into play in the as the season resumes? Yeah, so um, I don't know. There's it, a lot going on. Um, to your point, I think the magic band idea is a really good idea, um, yeah. and it's just going to be it's just different to where they wear that all the time. You know, I think that's going to be something they have to get used to for sure. But um, the home court adventure, I guess we could talk about that real quick. So Denver. We talked about this briefly last week. Denver has a clear home court advantage, but I looked in, looked into it a little bit further. They only went five and three home court last year in their two series, which isn't huge. Um, yeah, obviously Portland knocked them off game seven in Denver, so you know. But but again, it, it's clear that they have an advantage playing in altitude, but they're not going to be quite as fit at that point. So I think it's a little bit diluted. Um, um, I don't know, but I, I would I would add to that that the the Nuggets played with the second slowest pace in the entire league this year. The only team who had a slower pace was the Hornets. So I think in past years, and this was a point made on The Athletic by, I want to say Nick Kosmider, but I can't remember the beat writer's name. My apologies. Sounds um, right. Is, is that uh, they don't play as fast as they used to in the past where they try to just like run, run, run and exhaust opponents. You know, it's a different style team. Now they play through Nikola Jokic a lot, more half-court sets, so... Yeah, I don't think the home court advantage is huge for them. There are some teams, which we can get into, who have been terrible on the road this year that, that I think it's a distinct disadvantage to be playing in this quote-unquote neutral environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, Denver is 27th in offensive pace, too, so they they run pretty slow offense as well. Um, but the, the Bucks play fast, too, so that's kind of interesting to see if they're in shape to run that fast. So the Bucks are by far the fastest team. Mm. Um, for offense, uh, 13.1 seconds per offensive possession. The Rockets are up there. Pelicans are up there. Uh, Wizards, obviously, too. But, um, yeah, the, the whole pace thing is definitely, um, again, if you're going to play that fast, do you change your rotations? You know, Do you add another guy to cut down yeah. the minutes? There's so many different things we have to kind of think about uh, from a pace standpoint that Mike, I, I yeah. honestly haven't dug in on yet, which yeah. we will do pretty soon. We've still got a good month. Um, Mike, Mike D'Antoni yeah. addressed that to some extent by saying mm-hmm. that 
A, in looking at video, he wants his team to keep run, run, running. And they were the third third fastest team in terms of pace already, so I think he wants them to try to challenge the Bucks there. And he also said that he intends to run nine-man rotations because he's, he's infamous for playing essentially seven players. Yeah. But it sounds like, I mean, he acknowledged, I don't want to exhaust James Harden and Russell Westbrook and you know even Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, these guys, veterans. He needs them fresh for the a potential conference finals finals, so... Yeah, they're also the Rockets are actually first in pace after after made shots or pass. I'm sorry, they're second to the Pelicans. So yeah, their offense is definitely changed. That's part of because yeah. of Westbrook. I think Westbrook without Harden, the pace is absurd. It's like 113 or something like that. Yeah. So the Westbrook impact on that has been huge. Uh, and Harden, just quickly on Harden, kind of jumping the gun a little bit. There's some buzz. I don't really know the details, but I've read other articles that said he had like a little asthma bout. Huh. So like. Yeah, I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but I, I, there's been some buzz. I believe me, I don't want to put anybody's name on it actually, but um, you know, you can check out the internet. There's some kind of unsubstantiated reports um, that are not like total garbage, but it's on Reddit. It's on other stuff, so that's something to think about too. But Harden's been um, in pretty good shape. There a couple weeks ago, he was you know pictures of him on uh, I think it was Lone Butte Mountain in Phoenix. Um, which is a, a good hiking trail, which I do sometimes, um, yes. um, of him getting in shape too. So that's a, we'll get to some other stuff on that front. Yeah, he was he but, was running in sand dunes. Uh, yeah, he he brought in a personal trainer and seems like he's working as hard as he can to be incredibly fit. So yeah, um, but and that's something interesting that you know which players are working really hard as best they can, even if they don't have access to a basketball hoop until last month. You know who's going to come in shape and who's going to come out of shape. It's I think that's going to be a pretty big storyline once these guys get back on the court. Yeah, we talked about Skinny Jokic last week, uh, and that's also picked up more steam mainstream since we did that pod. So good timing. But right. uh, <laughs> that. But um, other quick notes I wanted to hit. Um, obviously, the positive tests. Whenever that happens, and hopefully it doesn't. Um, sounds like they have a plan there. Pretty much just put him somewhere else in an entirely different hotel. You know, let him get squared away. Need at least two negative tests. Um, has to be asymptomatic, obviously. So that that uh, it's again, we said this before. You and I working that that Wednesday when Gobert got the positive test, man, and we was just like, oh no. Um, mm-hmm. Which again, he's kind of an idiot hero because that helped uh, the public perception of how bad this virus can be. It really did. Um, yeah. So. Like, I don't want to have that again. I don't want to have a delayed game. Like, oh, no, please. Because it's just, it's going to get, sh- I mean, they're going to try not to shut it down, but they'll have to delay it to test everybody. You know, it's just not going to be as, it's, I, I, do you think it's going to go smoothly? I don't know. I, I, I want to say yes, but we just don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. As I've said, <laughs> I, I think they are doing everything they can to keep it going. And, Adam Silver has come out and said, and medical experts, I mean, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci has approved of this plan. Everyone seems to think it's as responsible as you can possibly do it. And yet, there's just the total unknown. Yeah, what 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 happens if four members of the same team test positive? And they are, so teams are being allowed to bring 17 players into the bubble, uh, including two-way players. And they are allowed, if someone gets injured or or sick with COVID-19 or anything else, they can replace them. So mm-hmm. they're trying to allow for that flexibility. But, yeah, what if six players on a, on a single team get sick? Do they Is that team just eliminated because they 
can't field a proper team. I don't. I don't know. Have a Chris Kamen situation where he's sitting on the bench in an empty, uh, empty bench just, with just Lakers. Just laying down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so like I think a couple things that strike me that I wish were a little bit more stringent, like the Disney staff. I just wish they were locked down, man. Like mm-hmm. we talked about this before. There's, you know, they carry probably the bigger risks. Um, I actually just went away to a, a hotel that was actually went there brand new. Um, it opened the day before, so I was in a room that hadn't even been used yet, and right. they're not having hotel staff going as much, which makes sense. Um, so that was kind of cool. So there's, I mean, that like you know, changing bed, changing beds, like all this and that. Uh, I just think that they ha- Des- Disney's end has to be a little bit more sewn up from what I've been reading. Like they're, you know, it's yeah. no, don't deliver luggage. Um, you know, clean and disinfect everything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about. Um, I, I just think they have to. I'm hoping they keep the staff down and again pay that staff all they want um, and just have them work their tails off for three four months. Um, yeah. I know it's a lot to ask for some people, but I feel like they could field enough people who are single. People didn't get paid for a while from the COVID nineteen. I mean, Disney is highly highly affected from this. Right, from, yeah. Right, and and Disney is in a unique opportunity to host this massive return to play for the NBA. I mean, it's a huge yeah. branding opportunity. It's yeah, and, and if they pull it off, it's going to look great from a PR perspective and just bringing live sports and entertainment back to the U.S. public. So, I'm with you. Like, give give these people hazard pay. Bring in yeah. a a smaller crew, and yeah, like I mean, obviously, just say to your they call them all they're not disney staff they're disney cast members because <laughs> i hate right. that name but yeah. <laughs> yeah it's such a silly term but anyway yeah. um yeah find volunteers for the staff who are willing to make you know two to three times more than they would normally get to to be extremely responsible and and maybe even expand their responsibilities while they're in the bubble i don't know but yeah. i'm with you i think that's sort of a loose end to me that i'm i'm kind of interested and concerned to see how that plays out yeah and so the other thing that caught a lot of buzz on twitter yesterday was really the amenities and other things that will be going on uh, so just to run this down this is off the athletic uh they're having a player's lounge with arcade gaming ping pong movie screen dj sets uh lawn games that's fun mm-hmm. um still some mental health people to talk to yoga meditation chaplains that's pretty cool uh, this one kind of was weird to me uh, pool and trails for running and, and riding bikes. So I want to know how restricted those trails are going to be. Because I go hiking a lot. I'm apparently going to be living in a hot spot pretty soon, or already am in Arizona. And I may have to curtail my hiking, because when I go hiking, people don't try to physical distance from you. I get so mad, because if I'm going one way, the other person's going the other way. I, like, climb way up on a rock every time. It's always me. Climbing up on a rock, keeping six feet away from somebody, mm-hmm. and it's never the other way around. And I just feel like, I mean, I feel like people just don't care enough, especially in Florida. Or I don't. I want to know more details to that. I think we may get some, but that one struck me a little bit. Yeah, so they have trails in the campus that they're going to be in, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, is it going to be like, I, I may have missed that, is it going to be like locked down to strictly bubble people? I'm hopeful. I, that was my impression, but based on okay. nothing that I've actually read, I just assume logically that would be the case but yeah and there's so many things i mean they have personal services coming 
honestly, part of I started reading some of this, I got jealous. They're going to have <laughs> their own restaurants, boating, bowling, fishing, golfing, access to the Disney's Animal Kingdom and Wild Africa Trek. I'm like, this sounds great. <laughs> but yoga, meditation, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how that how that outdoor activities will work. Yeah. And then barbers, pedicures, manicures, mani pedis. What up? Um, some some you know. funny details about their yep we can get to sort that. of uh, activities. Yeah. So if they play ping pong, it specifically says that they cannot play doubles ping pong. Uh, that they in order to maintain six feet, they they can only play one on one. Which I've never played doubles ping pong in my life. But. I have. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it seems terrible. Like I just whack someone yeah. else's paddle every every other second. Yeah. You pretty much, ideally, you play with somebody who's lefty or your righty. Play. I play lefty ping pong, so I was always, I was actually pretty decent in doubles because right. we kind of had the court covered. Gotcha. If you went wide, but obviously we'd be like, oh, it's, you know, you're the inside, you know. Yeah. It's pretty much, it's, it's communication, but yeah, doubles ping pong is horrible. So that shouldn't, that should be a very low, like if you, who's like, oh, rats, I can't play doubles ping pong. Listen, if someone <laughs> plays doubles ping pong in the NBA quarantine bubble, they, Use that anonymous hotline, please. Uh, call <laughs> call them out on that, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. Or what about what about this? What about if you played like double tables? Like you put two tables next to each other, maybe kind of physical distance that way. It's still not quite six feet, but that way you're not standing literally right next to them. I, I don't know. It's better, but it seems. I'm too, trying to think. Too, yeah, too, trying to too think elaborate some... to bother with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, also, the other one that was a favorite was uh, you can't use a deck of cards after you use it, which. Anyone who plays a lot of cards, you can get dollar dollar store uh, the old casino cards. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I love those little little well, hole although, punched in them. Although, yeah, they yeah. some of the ones I've been buying, they they don't do the hole punch anymore. They cut the corners off. Uh, okay, which I don't like. If you shuffle, I like the little corners for shuffling. It's not a huge deal, but anyways. But, uh, also, mean, no I, caddies I during totally golf. Totally picture yeah. groups of players because they they are supposed to wear masks if they're indoors. Uh, and or within six feet of someone but they don't have to wear masks if they're in private rooms and so forth and there's really I don't know how much enforcement you can have in someone's private room anyway and you like I can totally picture card games between teams they're used to playing on team planes as they as they travel they're used to playing in hotels I that you know that behavior is probably going to rear its head and that that concerns me a little bit as well yeah uh, also, no caddies during golfing. So that's another thing. Um, if people are golfing, you know how responsible are they going to be? Uh, you may have seen the, which I think is a brilliant idea. Was kind of just when this all started. Basically, when you know when you put your really one of your most high risk moments in golf for this is you sink your putt, you stick your hand in the hole. Everyone sinks their hand in the hole. You know you're kind of at risk that way. But someone invented like a little thing where you basically hook your club onto the this little hook and it brings the ball up for you which is cool yeah, so hopefully everything has that but i don't know i think that a lot of guys love golf obviously so that's a tough ask uh especially for the teams that are going to be digging going deep into the playoffs yeah well the good news is what did Woj say i think 14 teams are going to be eliminated yeah. within 50 something days so mm-hmm. you'd you'd like to think that these guys can can be responsible. They're going to have so much on their plate just getting in shape and playing these games already. You know, hopefully there isn't too much of a need for extracurricular activities where where they're putting themselves and others at risk. So yeah, uh, that's that would be my ideal, but we will see. 
Yeah. Um, that was... Uh, families can sit together at the pool too, um, but they want to keep physical distancing and disinfecting everything. There's a note sure. about how to clean a basketball that went around. Um, you know, it was pretty funny to see. You could probably check it out. Um, and then there's also the uh, during the games, um, teams that are in the second row of the uh, of the bench, they wear masks, but front row players, rotation players, they obviously don't. Um, so that's good. Um, mm. Again, masks mask work. There's a, it's unfortunate that it's a lot of people don't say that, but all the data says that wearing a mask can help keep the spread down. So um, whoever you know doesn't need a mask should ha- you know or you know you know does has to really exert themselves um, ba- playing basketball where a mask can restrict you. Then yeah, but if you're not running around, then you should put a mask on. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much where that's at. Seems- Seems common sense to me. Okay. All right, so let's talk about we talked we hit it at it briefly. Uh, the hotels. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the NBA basically put good teams in the same hotel. So one hotel has the Bucks, Lakers, Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, and Heat. The next one's the Thunder, Sixers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, Magic. So and then the Yacht Club is the teams that basically have no chance. So yeah. did, did that? I thought it was interesting that the, um, maybe the Jazz or because without Boyan, I think the Jazz are kind of hurting a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you're going based on teams that are more likely to win it, uh, I think that the the Thunder actually are probably a better team than the Jazz are um, the, right the, now. The, the, the Rockets, Rockets as well too. Yeah, I, the Rockets I, can make some noise. Yeah, I pointed out the Rockets, Sixers, and Pacers as teams that I thought might might take it as a slight sort of. That they're nice. being put into this lesser tier of, of hotel, yeah. um, and I'm sure it's just based on standings, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think existing so. standings going into it. So, well, they did do it five and three, so they did five Western Conference teams, three Eastern Conference teams too. That was an interesting little nugget, right? Well, how many teams altogether? There are 13 West teams and nine from the East. I want to say, yeah, so that makes okay. So you think it's, about it like that, that makes it's sense. already skewed, yeah. So they need yeah. to, to do something, but but yeah, I mean, if I'm the Rockets, they're now they're number six seed. I think they're tied, maybe. Um, but they're a better team than, than a six seed. I said that in a recent yeah. video on, on Roto World. I think they're just a more dangerous team than that. And, yeah, maybe they take that as a little bit of motivation to go out and prove that they are better than being in a, a second-tier hotel. Yeah, and I think well, – I th- so when I first saw the 5-3 split, I didn't even – I thought, like, okay, I think that the NBA thinks the Bucks are really a really heavy favorite that they'll advance. That's how right. I took it. But, yeah, your, your way makes sense, too. So they both make sense. But, um, I mean, a lot of people talk about the Sixers as, as a sleeper team. Uh, obviously, got to get Ben healthy and everything, which it sounds like he should be. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think they're they're another sleeper team. They have the, the really the only size that could limit Giannis. So, they do. something to think about. I, yeah, I still think if Ben Simmons can't make jump shots, that they're in trouble. But For sure. They're going to have to win with defense, which is, that's another thing, too. All those time off. Defense, you know, we always say defense carries better on the road, you know. Does it carry better in a bubble? Right. Um, One thing so. about the, the the Sixers, too, they were, unless I misread this, they were 29-2 and two at home before the, the hiatus, but they were 10-24 and 24 on the road. So just yeah. amazingly better playing at home. 
So I, I think this does them an incredible disservice. Uh, same thing could be said for the Heat. 14 and 19 away from Miami, but they were 27 and 5 at home. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe staying in Florida helps. They're closer to family, closer to their houses, but it seems kind of doubtful. And that, yeah. And if, if you look at the West, one other team I would mention is the, the Blazers. 11 and 23 on the road. Yikes. So uh, not, not a great look for any of those three teams. Two points that lead us to the next topic that tie in very well. Are the Blazers even going to go? Um, we know that they were one team that voted against it. Um, I think Dame probably doesn't want to go. CJ's made his money already. He's been a little bit vocal about it. I, I honestly, uh, there's no reason for the Blazers to be there, man. So I don't, I mean, Dame could obviously eat whatever he loses. He could work on his, his, his rap career, which has been, he has a couple of nice uh, tracks out now too. Uh, so that uh, that's another fun part. So we're going to be like Anthony Simon's DFS festivals um, mm-hmm. if that happens, which I'm excited about. And I, I didn't want to disrespect what a lot of players are saying about the social movements and everything like that. But I do have, just from a pure fantasy standpoint, I do have a little bit of an Alonzo Morning dot gif action where I'm like, eh, the player, the stars players aren't may not be there, but DFS punts all day um, will make mm-hmm. me excited. So, um, what do you think about the Blazers? And I mean, anybody else that you think uh, also to tie into that? Um, some players looking into some insurance: Bam Adebayo, De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum in particular. Um, who are due for player uh, rookie rookie contract extensions? Yeah. Any other players that? Uh, and one other player. One other note I think is very noteworthy for playoff odds. So Dwight Howard's name came up. Dwight's rich. Um, you know he may sit out. Uh, yeah. And then also Javale McGee has asthma. So I mean you're talking about their center position. If that if they both don't play, like oh boy, um, that definitely hurts their odds. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And a couple young players have said, basically, it, when LeBron James says we're playing, it's hard to contradict him publicly <laughs> as, a, as a young guy. Like, you know, when the face of the league says, hey, we're going to go do this, you just kind of fall in line. But you're right, a player like, you know, w- with an underlying health condition like JaVale McGee or the Cavs aren't in it, but Larry Nance Jr. has Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. he would have been at, at greater risk of COVID. We don't know all the underlying problems that players have. So maybe some of that crops up, as you, you know, you mentioned some allusion to potentially Harden having an asthmatic episode. Um, but a guy like Dwight Howard, who's established, has made his hundreds of millions, he probably feels far more confident that he's like, I don't want to risk my family and my health. So... Yeah. Who knows? And players have until June 24th, I want to say. It. Uh, yep. So ab- about another week to tell the league that they don't want to go. And some players may very well opt to do that. When you talk about teams that shouldn't even be there, I mean, the Spurs are in this thing. They just lost LaMarcus Aldridge for the rest of the season after shoulder surgery. So they're dead in the water. They came in with a 27-36 and 36 record. The Suns are in it for some reason. I don't. I mean, great. Like for a team to be able to develop players and so forth and get a little bit more experience is excellent. But yeah, I don't think they have any realistic chance at all. Nor do I think the Kings are in. I think the Pelicans could maybe be that nine seed that that mm-hmm. forces a, a play in with the Grizzlies. And I'm fascinated to watch that. We've never seen that before. It's almost like college basketball style single elimination. 
so that'll be that'll be quite fun. That's, that's that, a, little, a little wrinkle. If that does happen, there. that would be um, they basically have the yacht club to themselves. You know, because oh, the, yeah. the other two the other two clubs are the team that kind of locked in. So right, that'd be kind. Of, would they would they move them? I mean, that kind of makes sense. I don't know. I oh yeah, I like, think the NBA just b- wants to see him hold serve. The next hotel. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, you you don't want to you want to keep your bubble as small as you can, right? So I think that probably makes sense. Yeah, fewer, just, you know, whoever's fewer at the Disney staff or cast members, yep. as we talked about. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but uh, then on the flip side of that, so I don't think Devin Booker should go. Um, well, let me see some Jalen McHugh. He could he could yeah. stay home with Kylie Jenner or I think that's <laughs> Kendall Jenner. Whoever it is, I don't know, I don't yeah, know one Jenners, of them. But anyway, <laughs> he's dating one of them. Yeah. But yeah, we like, don't, why, we don't, why would he risk his? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, he said. Let me see some Jalen the Q. Who's a, Do you feel so? He has a. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a video of him popping around of him doing a free throw line dunk off two feet. Super dope. But anyways. Wow. But, okay. I have yet to see that. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, so just you, going around this morning. You mentioned the Blazers as a team that might not go. Damed, you know, as literally said, if there's nothing to play for, I don't want to play. Um, mm. And yet they have Yusuf Nurkic coming back. They have Zach Collins coming back. So. Do you think that gives them more incentive to, even if they, you know, don't have a legitimate chance this year, is there enough of a push to okay, let's see how this core gels and give us at least eight games and see what we can do? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and Nurk's I mean, not going to play more than fifteen twenty minutes yeah. anyway. And so. it sounds good, and I mean, I'd love to see that team. Uh, I like watching the Blazers play. Obviously, Dame is one of the most fun players in the NBA, but. It's risk reward, man. Um, you know, let the let the younger players, you know, get out there, get more minutes, maybe show what they can do. Mentioned Simons, uh, maybe a little bit Gary, more Gary Trent Jr., who's had a couple nice hot stretches during the season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think they, I think they should still go. You know, as a team, don't be like, oh no, we're all out, peace, do it without us. But I think they'll, you know, maybe find some two way deals, guys who wanted to get in the league, maybe even Jamal Crawford wants to get out there or something to show what he can do. You know, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of ways that. Like, you know, obviously, the, like, Whiteside or whoever else. Like, even, you know, I don't think White. I mean, maybe Whiteside doesn't even go. Um, I mean, he proved you know, this year. Well, yeah, yeah, why? What, what more does he have to do? He's going to get paid this summer, so. Yeah. He definitely helped himself huge this year. I thought he was going to be, you know, looking at a backup role, but he could still play starter minutes, looks like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and on the flip side of that, so Bam out of bio said basically we're going to be there. Um, and I mentioned the Lakers. Uh, I still think most of the Bucks should be there. Getting out of, I don't know what. Any other teams that you feel good about? Any other maybe advantages like Marcus Smart already having COVID nineteen, Donovan Mitchell who was reportedly possibly not as interested, but he shut that down on Twitter moments later, um, saying stop it. So it sounds like Donnie's going to be there after his bout with COVID nineteen as well. Um, any other teams that you think may have a little advantage uh, in this situation? Mm. Yeah, we mentioned the disadvantage with teams that were bad on the road. Yeah. Maybe teams teams with a lot of younger players who could make riskier decisions maybe aren't as attuned to keeping their body in shape throughout an offseason. So, like, mm. maybe the even the Celtics. I mean, they have a lot of... All their players seem responsible and so forth, but some younger guys on there like Tatum is is now the emerging core of that team and he's he's a young guy uh also didn't have access to a basketball hoop I think for a very long time so mm-hmm. who, who knows so I guess I give a slight 
advantage to a team like the Lakers or the Clippers where it's just stacked with veterans, guys who who know what they have to do, who've you know maybe not been in this particular well haven't been in this particular situation before, but but know how to how, you know train their bodies over extended layoffs and come back playing at the level they need to play at. So uh, yeah, I'd give an advantage to to older elder statesmen kind of teams like like LA and so forth. Yeah, I felt Clippers Bucks pretty much the whole way. I I do another pod that's more you know not as fantasy driven as this one. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not very fantasy driven because there's not much to talk about fantasy wise. But um, yeah, I just feel like the Clippers are more suited for playoff style basketball. I t- I'm so taking the Clippers them, to win it all for sure. Yeah, I think they Kawhi can win it all. George and an incredible bench and depth and. Marcus Morris, I think, was a key piece for them to bring in, gives them shooting, rebounding, versatility. I, they're just too good. Yeah. and But the, then again, the Bucks defend the interior paint so, so well. Maybe teams aren't as... Con- if, uh, I don't know. I don't know how teams with this... Because obviously, I was looking up preseason information and first couple games information, and I was trying to figure out of the time off did it affect shooting percentages? But this is different. These guys can still practice normal and so on and so on. So it's, yeah. again, we don't really have any data that could really back up if these guys are going to come out shooting well. But you would think that, you know, practice makes perfect, so you would think they won't shoot the ball well, so maybe teams are more inclined to take more inside shots. Bucks defend the two really well, so maybe that helps them. So there's a lot of ways you can kind of think about it, but I definitely think that if I wanted to bet on two teams in the finals, I'd feel pretty good about those two. Because yes. I mentioned the, the Lakers, um, you know, very likely to miss one of their big men who... And they can play small fine. Um, we, we've seen the small ball Kuzma lineup be successful. So, um, but again, if you're going to play a long period of time and you cut your rotation down that hard, it, it's risky business. So, um, right. yeah, um, I, I definitely feel good about Bucks, Bucks Clippers in the finals right now. Cool. Anything else? I'll, I'll leave a note that uh, I love the the corny dad joke line that I um it was either uh, Sam Amick or Shams who it sounds like an Amick line. He said, "With so much at stake, one could only hope it's not a Mickey Mouse operation." So <laughs> total dad joke. I appreciate it. Um, hey, any, anytime we can in, inject levity into this situation that we find <laughs> ourselves in these days, uh, I'm all for yeah. it. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm curious to see. I mean, I'll I'll probably find myself playing some DFS, and uh, it's yeah. it's coming soon, man. The players are going to start reporting to Orlando soon, I believe, and then we'll I'm sure news will pick up. We'll we'll get reports about guys' physical condition, the you know what their lifestyles are in Orlando, and hopefully before we know it, we'll be watching live basketball again. Yeah. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for going on, man.